You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of Locked On Cardinals. I am this host of the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in that we watch or talk about other Locked On Cardinals, talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, whether you're watching on the YouTube channel, you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks for tuning in. We are brought to you in part today by Locked On MLB. Be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but be sure to call him Sully. Pretty exciting weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals as I as the, the Cardinals swept the Padres out of St. Louis, which is something that the Padres did in reverse to the Cardinals all the way back in May. The Cardinals flipped the table, turned the script, and have taken, in my opinion, complete control and now control their own destiny in terms of the postseason. Cardinals now have an upwards of 70% chance of making the postseason, according to fan graphs, up from just 14% a handful of days ago. It's jumped up 50-some-odd percent in the last handful of uh, days and weeks. The Cardinals have been playing just straight-up better baseball. We've got a lot of fun and exciting baseball to talk about. We're breaking down the whole weekend set today. We're talking about Friday's game with Wainwright, um, or Friday's win, rather, and then we're talking about the Wainwright game on, on Saturday, the O'Neill home run, and then we're also talking about the Slugfest and the solid bullpen game that happened yesterday evening. We're going to start all the way back on Friday, however, as the Cardinals with a slugfest there, 8-2 to two is the final. Miles Michaelis was the one who made that start. I beg your pardon. I uh, mis- uh, misspoke that at the top. But it was really over from the get-go, yet it wasn't at the same time. We're going to talk about this game from a Miles Michaelis perspective first. Miles Michaelis stepped up like he needed to step up. It wasn't the ace level. It wasn't the 2018 level that we might expect or desire from Miles Michaelis. Five and two-thirds, three hits. But no one runs, just two walks and three strikeouts. And you have a really, really solid San Diego team. They've been playing some really bad baseball recently and have really kind of shot themselves in the foot with their own play. But nevertheless, this is still a pretty solid San Diego Padres baseball team and one that, you know, I don't think anybody wants to play. And, and, you know, yeah, yes, you, you, know, you want the biggest competition to play the best teams. But I don't think anybody wants to play them in, in the sense of they're a really good team. They're going to be really, really hard to beat. So in that sense, this was a really a positive step forward for Miles Michaelis and a huge step forward going forward for the St. Louis Cardinals. Because, yeah, you've had John Lester turn out a couple of nice starts, and he's going to start tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. You've had J.A. Happ be, be hit or miss a little bit um, here and there. Jake Woodford, so-so. Um, but Adam Wainwright is really the one solid starter right now, in my opinion. Outside of that, you've got a couple question marks in, the, in that rotation. They've all been pitching great recently. Don't get me wrong. But if Miles Michaelis can step up and, and be the guy that he was, like I said, second part of 2019, all of 2018, that was an exceptional level of pitching for anybody, especially Miles Michaelis. Tonight, or uh, Friday night, excuse me, was a huge step forward in that regard. To, to, get, to get that start underneath his belt against a high-quality offense. He'll be facing a high-quality offense when he goes up against the Brewers a little bit later on this week as the Cardinals have eight of the, uh, eight more games. Or, sorry, seven more games. Four plus three is seven. Seven more games against the Brewers. But Miles Michaelis was phenomenal. That was a really, really solid... I guess I shouldn't say phenomenal and then say solid. That was just, that was just a solid start for Miles Michaelis. There's really little to complain. Maybe you want to see him go a little bit deeper in the game. You know what? He was solid. 
One thing that was also solid was the play of the outfield in this game, and really this whole series for the St. Louis Cardinals. Obviously, we had the Tyler O'Neill moment that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But Friday's was all Dylan Carlson. Carlson had not one but two home runs, his second grand slam of the season coming right-handed, uh, you know, dead center right center, but it, it was it was a it was a shot and it was an exclamation point. Cuz the Cardinals, you know, they, they were they were up 4-2. They got out to a 3-0 lead in this game. Tyler O'Neill had a home run in the first inning and then they got up to a 4-0 lead, excuse me. When Carlson hit the home run in the 4th inning and then you have the dramatic grand slam in the 8th inning that that was the nail in the coffin. For the Padres. I've said this before. I will most likely say it again. This outfield has a chance to be one of the most exciting in all of baseball. Dylan Carlson had the grand slam. Tyler O'Neill had the moment on, on Saturday. Harrison Bader had a couple of huge knocks. Dylan Carlson made a tremendous catch on Sunday robbing Fernando Tatis. And you know we'll be talking about Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado a little bit later on as well. But this outfield has the chance to be dynamic. To be one of the best in the business. And they proved that this weekend. They dominated the game this weekend. Offensively, Carlson a little bit. Defensively as well. Very solid weekend. And Dylan Carlson provided his moment of the season. I tweeted it out at LJ Fastball on Twitter. That was Dylan Carlson's moment of the season. No question about it. Grand slam late in the year, late in the game against the Padres. Playoff team, playoff caliber team nonetheless. And Carlson goes out and it's a grand slam. It was a convincing win on... On Friday night. And it was one that the Cardinals kind of needed because, you know, they swept the Mets, but you can make the argument that the Mets aren't as strong a baseball team as a playoff contender might be. But the Padres, even though they've been playing some poor baseball, are a playoff contender. Or at least at that time they were. Maybe the sweep knocks them out of that contention. But for the Cardinals to get that convincing win on Friday night was huge, especially with Dylan Carlson providing that big moment. Let's talk about Tyler O'Neill as well. Because he provided a big moment on Saturday. Cardinals win 3-2. Dramatic, dramatic game. Jeff Jones tweeted it out saying that that had a very similar feel to the Mets series. Convincing, dramatic team win um, in games 1, 2, and 3. But the Cardinals with a three-run eighth inning. Three-run eighth innings thanks to a uh, sacrifice fly, a two-run shot as well. We're going to start with kind of the small ball here as we start the bottom half of the eighth. Because it really was. Harrison Bader had a double. Huge start again. Tyler O'Neill isn't able to be a hero without Harrison Bader's double to set up this whole thing up. Lars Nupar hits a fly out to, uh, to center fielder, uh, to, to right center field. Harrison Bader, because of his speed, is able to impact the game at that level and tag from second going into third. I don't think too many players usually tag up second to third on that fly ball. You could be wrong, could be debate that. Nevertheless, Harrison Bader obviously was able to do it. Next batter, Tommy Eben, sacrifice fly. And then Paul Goldschmidt walks. Tyler O'Neill comes up. Tyler O'Neill had been victim of the strike zone a little bit earlier in the game. Phil Cuzzy was given a little bit off the corner to right-handed batters. That's all I'm going to say on the topic. If you're a long-time listener, you know this. If you're a short-time listener, you might not know this. Not a huge fan of bashing umpires, bashing officials. Not going to do it. Phil Cuzzy had didn't have the greatest of nights. He wasn't... Wasn't his best night. That's all I'm going to say. You can debate the rest of it amongst yourselves. But Tyler O'Neill provided the moment of the weekend next. Paul Goldschmidt worked a walk. Tyler O'Neill got a 2-2 two and two count and demolished a baseball. Moment of the season. To this point, in my opinion. You could also argue that his catch earlier against the Dodgers was a top moment of the season. 
moment of the season, at least moment of September, was that Tyler O'Neill home run. Yeah, you can we, we can talk about the Tuesday game against the Mets, um, or you know a lot of these games that have come up recently on this eight-game winning streak for the St. Louis Cardinals. But Tyler O'Neill and the whole Cardinal offense in general was huge this weekend. And for him to hit that home run, huge momentum builder. And it was, it was fitting, too, that it came on the night that the Cardinals honored the 2011 World Series championship team because that team had a little bit of heroic and a uh, little bit of heroics in them as well. Tyler O'Neill is, again, and I've talked about this a little bit, rewarding the Cardinals for being patient with him. People were going to be worried that he was going to be a Randall Gretchik 2.0, and even though Randall Gretchik has found success with Toronto a little bit. But for all the, the, the flack that the Cardinals get for letting go of prospects too early, Randy Orozarena, Dolores Garcia... Luke Voigt has had a nice a little stretch run with the New York Yankees. And again, all this is short-term, so the Cardinals can end up guessing right on all of these. We don't know. But Tyler O'Neill, and really even Harrison Bader, despite his abysmal August, has turned around in September. This this outfield or this outfielder, Tyler O'Neill, is proving the Cardinals didn't guess, but they got Tyler O'Neill right. He's having a career year to this point, 28 home runs on, on the season. He might He's going to be a three-year home run guy. Tyler O'Neill. He's got the power for 40, I'll tell you what. But good for Tyler O'Neill for sticking, good for the Cardinals to, to stick with him as well. This outfield is giving the Cardinals a lot to be happy about. This outfield can be the catalyst for the rest of this team. Yes, you've got Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt at the corners. I understand that. But this outfield can do some things that neither one of those two gentlemen can do, and that's run. Goldschmidt's a solid base runner, don't get me wrong. But boy, oh boy, can this outfield fly. And they proved that they can impact the game at a lot of different levels this weekend. Really incredible stuff from all three this weekend. We're, we're hitting a break. I got one more game to talk about this weekend. I'll kind of talk about my thoughts in general. I'll share your thoughts as well. Then I'll do a quick preview as well to finish up the show in segment number three uh, of the Brewer series. Big series this week. Test does not get any lighter, as it was tweeted on the Locked On Cardinals Twitter and Instagram account, LO underscore Cardinals. But this, this team is on a roll right now. No question about it, and this outfield is a big catalyst for that. Take a quick break, and then we'll talk about a very stressful, very uh, what ended up being an exciting win for the St. Louis Cardinals coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to try and help solve a problem. Because if this sounds familiar, I've got the solution for this problem. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. I want to tell you what the, the, a simple way to get all that entertainment that I just mentioned, all of it, all those together like never before. You can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That place is called Direct TV Stream. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device. And the best part about Direct TV Stream, other than the content, is that there's no annual contract. So get rid of all that clutter, the hassle, and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. And compatible device is required and content does vary by package. Get yourself some Direct TV content now. And Cardinal fans, this is me, Lucas Smith, with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas that needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up with this app upside just download the free get upside app today on the app store or google play use promo code baseball b-a-s-e-b-a-l-l and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon for your first fill up that is up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back by using get upside 
Just download the app for free, promo code BASEBALL, to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card, or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is promo code BASEBALL. Game three was a dramatic one for the St. Louis Cardinals. It had gone a lot closer than you might uh, have thought it would have. Um, Tatis with, with an error there in the first inning to allow a run to score. Talk about Tatis and Machado um, at the conclusion of this. But the Cardinals jump out to a five-run lead. That's one. Th- th- speaking of Tatis, the error that he made in the top of the first. I know that he's not a center fielder. That ball needs to be caught. That, that seems to be obvious. But the thing about it, that, that this Cardinal team now, they're making this... They're making the Padres, they made the Padres, pay for the mistakes. They made the Mets pay for overshifting by hitting against the shift a lot last. That uh, Game three would have been Wednesday. They're making teams pay for their mistakes. They made the the, Card- the Padres pay for the Tatis error and then some. Scored five runs in the first. An error, sacrifice fly, double-double. Double by Sosa, double by Bader. You blink and it's a 5 nothing start for the Cardinals. And what's impressive as well, not only did they make the Padres pay for that error, but they didn't stop scoring. Took him a little while, but O'Neal had a ground ball base hit in the fifth. Amundo Sosa had another RBI double in there. And Dylan Carlson rounded out the scoring to make it 8-4 in the seventh. So the Cardinals did not let up. Five in the first, two in the fifth, and one in the seventh. Eleven hits. Yes, the bullpen wasn't great. Jay Happ only went four innings, and I get that. But offensively speaking, this is not something that we've seen from the St. Louis Cardinals in, in a while. Thinking that the... The offense can, can add on, can, can stick with a slugfest type game. And that's exactly what the Cardinals are able to do. And now they're one game away from winning 80 games. We've still got two weeks left in the season. Two plus weeks left in the season. This offense right now is clicking on a lot of different levels. You've got Sosa uh, on a good stretch. Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, obviously on a great stretch. A lot, lot, of, lot of players right now on the Cardinals are on a hot stretch. And again... Anything can happen once you get to October. The Cardinals just need to get there. And now that this team's playing good baseball, maybe we can be a little bit more happier about saying, hey, let, let's maybe think about, again about 1964, 06, 11, teams that got hot at the right time. Maybe. And again, I, I was one that's saying, let's stop talking about those kind of teams because this isn't that kind of team. They're proving me wrong. They're proving a lot of other doubters wrong. They're proving skeptics wrong. And again, we all had well, good enough reason to kind of be doubtful about this team. But they, they've proved us wrong, and all the credit in the world goes to them at this point. All of that is still true, as well as this next part, and saying the Cardinals still are not going to have a successful season by my standards, by my expectations, unless they have a deep postseason run. Going into the season, the expectation was a, a first place in the division. They're not going to get that unless St. Louis wins out and Milwaukee loses out. That's, that would, in my opinion, be the only way that that happens. Because as we go into play today on Monday, the Brewers' uh, elimination number to the Cardinals is three. So a lot of losing has to happen for Milwaukee. A lot of winning has to happen for the Cardinals. On the wild card point, just while we're on the topic of standings, um, Cardinals elimination number for the Reds, Brewer, or Reds, Phillies, and Padres, excuse me, are 11. Reds are three games out, and the, Pod, or the Phillies and Padres are three and a half games out. And the Mets and Rockies are still in contention, seven and nine and a half games out. And the Chicago Cubs are 13 games out, one 
is their elimination number, so not a lot of chance for them. But the point still stands is that this team is having a very nice September, and we should celebrate that. Keeping in mind the grand scheme of the season might be a disappointment if the Cardinals get knocked out against the Dodgers. Still credits where credit is due. They are playing, excuse me, some incredible, incredible baseball right now that has been more fun to watch than I think we, we have seen in a very, very long time, especially for this season. Bush has been packed a little bit more. It's been great. I teased it a little bit. Let, let's talk Machado and Tatis. John Boy Media uh, posted a video, kind of a breakdown of all this. Um, Tatis wasn't happy with the strike zone on Saturday. Not a lot of people were, Tyler O'Neill including, uh, even though Tyler O'Neill came back and hit a home run. Machado was caught on a mic saying, it's not about you. Everybody knows you're the best player. It's not about you. Go out there and play baseball. I'm not trying to diss on Tatis' talent. Tatis is a world-class athlete. I think he's he's going to be an amazing baseball player someday. Or he is an amazing baseball player most days, I guess is what I should say. Had a rough weekend. There's a learning curve for a young guy in, in the major leagues. Got to learn, like Machado said, and Machado even said that I used to be on the on the other side of it. That he's not, you know, he used to be the guy that um, was a little too much, got acted out a little bit. But now Machado is the, the leader on that team, which is kind of still kind of hard to wrap my head around. As Machado, Manny Machado is almost thirty, um, but but nevertheless, weird moment. And I think that you know, no no clubhouse is perfect. There are going to be there's going to be clubhouse turmoil anywhere you go. But for it to boil over where everybody can see it, where all the cameras are watching, and for it to go through social media, that's where, in my opinion, the problem comes in. And again, ignorance might be bliss in certain cases, excuse me, but I I still think that that's a rough thing to have happen out in public national television. You know, it was on cable journalism, uh, TV, but it went out national. And again, maybe the Cardinals had similar dugout issues earlier. You know, you had the Yadier Molina, Daniel Ponce de Leon scuffle as well. But the Daniel Ponce de Leon, Yadier Molina scuffle didn't seem to be as big as large as the Tatis Machado uh, verbal altercation. But Tatis made a bad error in center field. Wasn't happy with the strike zone. I thought he should have gotten charged with an error on Saturday when he dropped a line drive on Tommy Edmonds baseball. Uh, that is what it is, but... Padres seem to be in shambles right now. And again, it's still two weeks to go in, in the season. Any one of these teams can get hot and have a nice nice stretch and knock the Cardinals out, so nothing to take for granted. But overall, this, this series, I don't think anybody can tell me differently, was a resounding success. The Cardinals have, have had a struggle all season beating teams above 500. They were at one point the worst team against teams above 500. And the overall numbers aren't great. They're 29 and 38. But let's think about the, Cardinal, the, the teams... The Cardinals have beaten recently here in this brutal September stretch. They split a game with the Reds on September 1st. They split two games. They lost two out of three to the Brewers, but then they split two out of four with the Dodgers, which is not easy to do. They beat the Reds two out of three times. They swept the Mets, who are now below 500, and now they swept the Padres. So the Cardinals are now starting to beat the teams they need to beat at the right times. They did not do that in June. They did not do that even at certain points in July certain points in August. They're doing it now. And again, need to keep the uh, pedal pedal to the metal, foot on the gas, whatever you want to say, because you guys a tough tough team against the Brewers to face off against this week and as well as next week. But nevertheless, the Cardinals have had a successful last two weeks. I mean, they're Cardinals 9-1 and one and 8-game winning streak. So that 8-game winning streak is, is hugely positive. Very, very positive series weekend. Very few things did the Cardinals... 
um, not perform well? Did they not have well? Yes, the bullpen was a little bit shaky on Sunday as over, you know, the, the Padres were able to come back after the Cardinals put up five runs. Uh, you know, Reyes gave up a run in two innings. McFarlane gave up an earned run, and Luis Garcia had his first shaky night in a while. But Anastas Cabrera wasn't in charge of any earned runs, and Giovanni Gallegos was extremely sharp, striking out two in a uh, perfect half, uh, perfect bottom of the ninth. I hope this thing on YouTube is still rolling. I think it is. Uh, but nevertheless, a, a very positive weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals and a positive week. Enjoy it and enjoy the ride. And now, hopefully, the Cardinals uh, can continue the momentum this weekend, or this week rather, against the Brewers. Take a quick break. Share your favorite moments from the weekend that you responded to on Twitter and Instagram, and then uh, we will finish up with a quick preview of the Milwaukee Brewers series coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the business, and that is Built Bar. They've got nine delicious flavors, and there's something for everyone. Let's run through them. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Ooh, delicious flavors. My favorite, as you might know, is the double chocolate. Double chocolate has double chocolate because all these bars are covered in chocolate. Can't get enough chocolate for my sweet tooth. If you haven't tried all the flavors, be sure to get yourself a mixed box. We'll get two of each of the nine flavors. But just because these bars are covered in chocolate doesn't mean they're not healthy. They're actually incredibly healthy. Check out the macros. They've got 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So order today. Don't wait. Get the double chocolate. Cherry barcia. Raspberry. Whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And that's pretty neat as well. Uh, so be sure to go to Built.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's look at your responses for what you guys had as the most exciting uh, moment of the weekend. We'll start off with an email, lockedoncards.gmail.com. This one is from Dane Mast. Here are Here's the quote from the email. Wow, what a weekend for the Cardinals. They went out there and showed that they were, were going to stay in the wild card, swept the Padres with a great team effort all three games. Wernard didn't look as good as he usually does, but his team helped him with a comeback. Sack fly, Tommy Evan to score Bader. The Goldie Walk, as the Cardinal broadcaster Mike Shannon say, always says, Walks can kill you, and I think the Padres learned that lesson real quickly because Tyler O'Neill showed them with that blast to left field. Um, it goes on, but the Cardinals are going to have to do it more. The three-game series with the Brewers, two out of three should be good, but the sweep would be best. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Thank you, Dane, for the email. The Cardinals actually have a four-game set with the Milwaukee Brewers this week. Uh, excuse me. A, a split is, is, I mean, obviously the, the, the overall goal would be a three out of four, but the split, in my opinion, would, would be... Still would be okay, in my opinion, getting the split with the Brewers, since especially since it is on the road. Um, but Dane providing some exciting moments there in that email, so I appreciate that. And as we now move over to Twitter, uh, again, Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Let's see what you guys had for your favorite moments of the weekend. Um, there were, there's going to be one that, that kind of dominates this conversation. Uh, Memes2205 says... Um, Best part is going to watch the games with the host this weekend. That's me. That's my mom. Uh, saying the home run by O'Neill was a uh, blast. Uh, 
late on the night of the 2011 Union was epic. Hunter Landstrom at H. Landstrom 01 says, I was at the Saturday night game, and I have to agree with your mom here. The O'Neill home run was an absolute, with an absolute packed bush, was electric. Very, uh, really, really nothing else to say there. Tyler O'Neill is going to dominate these, these uh, responses, and here is... Uh, Here's more proof to that pudding. M1BF4N on Instagram says, um, Tyler O'Neill, go ahead, Homer. Matthew Hunter, 1128 on Instagram says, O'Neill, Homer. Um, JPWill underscore BSBL says, Carlson Grand Slam and the O'Neill go ahead shot. And James underscore Shroud says, it's got to be the O'Neill, Homer, right? 100% agree. JP, um, JPWill underscore BSBL, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, said, and Tatis dropping the ball, laughy emoji. That, that's that's a pretty funny moment there as well. But, yeah, that, that Tyler O'Neill moment, in my opinion, was the moment of the weekend. Moment of the weekend, like I said, tops, in my opinion, for, for moment of the season as well. But um, we'll have to wait and find it out. Do a quick breakdown of the, of the Brewers pitching matchups this week uh, because it is a very big series, as Dane alluded to. First pitch tonight, 640 um, Central Time. It's Jake Woodford versus Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta has, has had some good starts this, this season or in his career against the Cardinals and some bad starts. Jake Woodford had that really nice appearance against the Brewers. He's going to look to continue that success um, in this upcoming start. Cardinals just need five innings out of Jake Woodford, in my opinion. It's a tough thing to have a, a shorter start after a bullpen game like yesterday, but in my opinion, that that's what needs to happen. John Lester is going to be looking to continue his success tomorrow. Another 640 uh, first pitch over there at, at, in Milwaukee. Brandon Woodruff possible Cy Young Award winner, at one point Cy Young contender, uh, going for the Brewers. He's never easy. Um, and this this rotation doesn't get any easier as I go along. Trust me. The Brewers are going to uh, face off against Miles Michaelis um, at 640 on, on Thursday. No other Brewers starters announced at this time of this recording. And then on Thursday at 110, it'll be Adam Wainwright versus Adrian Hauser. So that Wednesday game is still TBD for the Brewers. Uh, but whoever they throw out there, not going to be easy. But my expectations for this series, Cardinals need, need to get a split. They cannot lose this series. Obviously, winning this series would be really nice, but it's going to be tough. Uh, against Milwaukee, on the road, this Brewers team is a solid, solid baseball team. So a, a split, in my opinion, w- would still lead to a successful series uh, from a Cardinals standpoint. But bottom line, the Cardinals are on a roll that they've won eight in a row coming off a sweep against the Padres. That is a positive series no matter how you draw it up. And uh, the Cardinals will look to continue that success tonight. Jake Woodford, in my opinion, a successful start to him. Five innings, zero to two earned runs. If he's able to go six, maybe seven might be unrealistic. He's never gone seven innings in his career at, at the major league level. But the bullpen might need some rest, so you, you would like a, a deeper start from your starter tonight. And the Cardinals will have their hands full with Freddie Peralta on the bump for the Milwaukee Brewers. But that is going to do it for today's show. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at LO, or follow the show on Twitter, Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And you can also follow me on Twitter at LJFastball for all your Cardinals coverage. Apologies for the last week or so of the, of the questionable content in terms of, of timing and everything. Um, but uh, we'll still still stick into every day, hopefully on the YouTube channel and always on your podcasting platforms. Apologies for last Wednesday as well. Uh, but we'll be back out t- tomorrow talking about this most recent game that's happening tonight, as well as a little bit more in-depth preview of the rest of the series. Just a lot of baseball to get to from this past weekend, and I wanted to talk about that and spend more time on that rather than talking about this upcoming series, even though this upcoming series is very important. 
Padres series needed to be talked about, was talked about, love talking about it, and I think that no matter what, this uh, that, that, that Padres series will be a fun one to look back on no matter what happens the rest of the way. Uh, before I let you go, I want to tell you to listen to Locked on Bets to make yourself some money, and until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.